Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Haley Worley for Female Startup Club. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Female Startup Club. I'm your host, Doona Rasheen, and today I'm chatting with Haley Worley, the woman behind the Sheet Society. The Sheet Society is in the business of forging sweet dreams and disrupting the global sleep industry, growing over a staggering 300% in just 12 months. Born out of a desire to make purchasing bed linen uncomplicated and accessible while also giving customers an extension of their personal style and making sheet shopping sexy, Haley and her husband Andy started the Sheet Society in 2017 with just $20,000. Fast forward to 2020 and the betting mecca is set to turn over $4.4 million this financial year. This is Haley for Female Startup Club. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Amazing. Well, thanks for being on the show. I would love to hear about the origins of the Sheet Society and when you had that light bulb moment that you wanted to do this company. Yeah, I guess um, I worked for a small business before I started the Sheet Society and I just loved that every day was different. Um, I was doing design, I was doing production, but I was opening a store and kind of just loved that hustling environment. And so I just knew that like I didn't want to just be pigeonholed into the one job. So I kind of always knew that starting a business was for me. So yeah, I guess I just took the leap and and made it happen. How come you went into betting though? Like, did you have an interest in that category or had you noticed a gap in the market? What led you there? Yeah, probably a gap in the market. So I've always been including in production and um, sort of around colors and fabrics. And I just completely fell out of love of the fashion game. We were, we were working for a fast fashion retailer and it was always like, you know, who were the, what are the celebrities wearing? And I remember the moment exactly. It was right after the Met Ball and the girls at work were like, oh my God, did you see what Gigi did was wearing? And I was like, I couldn't care less. <laughs> and I just knew that I needed to get out of there. It wasn't for me anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I was just kind of, I wanted to be in fabrics and colours and it's still around that environment. Um, and I just kind of thought, yeah, I could probably do that in the bedding space. And no one was really catering for, I guess, dressing your bed. And kind of, it was around about the time when blush pink was really cool. And I remember I bought like blush shoes, blush t-shirt, and I just wanted to have blush sheets. And I was like, well, no one's really doing like this on-trend bedding. So I kind of, yeah, just had that light bulb moment. And I remember telling a few of my friends and they're like, what? You're going to make bed sheets? That's (laughs) weird. And I was like, guys, just wait. It's going to be really cool. Just, Just stay with me. And I remember we launched with like that beautiful blush pink and we had like a really lovely blush suede and we had this beautiful terracotta color, which I got from um, inspired by the Timberland boot that everyone was wearing at that stage. And so, yeah, just brought it to life really in terms of like our marketing campaigns. We were showing like messy beds and guy with, guys with shirts off. And yeah, I, it wasn't until I guess I had all the product and the imagery that I could really articulate it to people about what the brand actually was. And I guess you also had that price point difference where you weren't kind of like 
you're creating a premium product, but not at the premium price point. It was like yeah. affordable. Well, I mean, if you look at the sheet industry, it's so broken. I mean, you've got like big plays in the industry that are saying that a set of sheets should be $500, but it's reduced down to $170. And there was just this, um, oh. I guess, discount mentality around buying sheets. And a lot of people just wouldn't buy them unless they're on clearance, unless they're on sale. And, and so we just wanted to kind of throw that out the window. And a, a big part of what's made what's made our brand successful is that we don't sell them in sets. Like I would, you know, buy a set of sheets and I'd never use a flat sheet because I couldn't be bothered washing it. Or I remember buying a quilt cover and doing a set and I took it away on holiday and then I think I lost a pillow and then it meant I couldn't ever use that again because it wasn't matching anymore. And so we sell everything as separates and it's kind of that like carefree approach to buying bedding honest pricing and then that mix and match mentality too so you can really dress your bed like you would yourself all our colors go together and you can really piece together your bed like you would an outfit wow and were you able to take your background from the fashion label and like take the production and the manufacturing learnings that you'd had there and implement them into the new business yeah, definitely to an extent. I mean, the sheets are all about the fabric. So that was really key for me. And that was kind of the easy bit. I guess if I look at launching a brand, that design and production's time, that was, you know, my bread and butter. So that happened quite quickly. It wasn't until I got the product here that I was like, crap, I don't even know how to do any marketing. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> I've got all these sheets here, but like, what happens now? <laughs> oh my gosh. How many sheets did you have? I think there were like five pallets of sheets that arrived because <laughs> they're so big and bulky, right? And I was like, oh, how do I sell these? What do I do now? And I guess for me, that was when the fun really kicked off. And I remember I was working two jobs at the time. I would, you know, get my online orders. I would go um, to office works in the morning. I would print out my labels. I would go to the storage shed and I would pack up the orders and put them in my car, go to work on my lunch break. I would go up to the post office and post them. And then it would kind of all just repeat again um, like that. And I think after two months of just doing that and juggling, I was like, oh, I just can't do this anymore. I've got to, I've like invested all my money into buying these sheets. I need to invest all my time into really selling them and growing the business. So I remember the day that I quit my job and I came home and told my husband and he was like, what? <laughs> you can still <laughs> pay rent, right? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Big moment, big moment for you. Um, I read that you started the business with $20,000 in capital. I imagine that would have gone to getting the product or that kind of thing, but did it also go towards marketing and what were you doing in those early days to find your customers? Yeah, like it, none of that money went towards marketing because I didn't really know what marketing was. So, I mean, they say, you know, you've got, you've got to invest startup capital. And I guess that word is just so, okay, it's so definitive, right? This is the money you need to start. And so I spent all that money on product and I got the product here and I was like, okay, I probably need more money to then try and sell it. So it made me really lean in that regard. Um, I kind of had a digital marketing strategy and I, I really just had to go in there myself. And I remember setting up a, um, a Facebook ad account and, you know, running my own ads in the beginning. And it's just such a powerful tool. Like anyone anywhere can jump onto Business Manager and, you know, post some photos, boost them or, um, you know, build out a little sales funnel and, and 
and we were just monitoring it daily. I would put in, you know, $100 and then at the end of the day, okay, how much did I get back? Okay, that didn't work. Try something again tomorrow. Um, try a different tactic. Try a different audience. Um, and I was just living like hand to mouth, like every bit of money I put into this um, platform, I needed to get it out. And I think that's really um, given us a good sounding board for how we can scale because all of our marketing money is accountable. It's not like a marketing budget where you spend that and then you hope it comes back. It's like daily. Okay. It didn't it work. What didn't it work? You know, let's try and find more money to spend more money tomorrow. So yeah, it's, it's been really fun. It's so it's almost like gambling in a way, trying to find different customers <laughs> on Facebook, but when it works, it's really, really fun. What were the kinds of things in those early days that were, you know, the big levers, like that you would wake up and be like, oh my gosh, we had hundreds of orders or, or, and you know, you saw that change in the business. What were the kinds of things that led to that? Yeah, I think it was our social media. Like in, in the back of your mind, I think everyone in our demographic is like, fuck, I probably should wash my sheets. Like how long's it been? (laughs) (laughs) I need to be a proper adult. Um, and so I guess no one's been marketing sheets to that demographic. So when you're showing our audience a picture of a beautiful bed or like a puppy on a bed, it's kind of like that moment, like, oh, okay, I probably should buy this now. So it's kind of like right place, right time with our marketing and, and just being um, really responsive to that is what made it work in the early days. Mm. Yeah, your sheets and your um, your content on social media is absolutely stunning. It looks so comfy. I was looking at, um, you know, those pictures that you have online where the beds are towards the windows and you can see out and it's really light and really soft and fluffy. I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, definitely. It's like the way it. you'd rather be. <laughs> <laughs> 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I want to talk about something that a lot of people, well, I assume a lot of people struggle with, and that's the tax side of things in the early days. Um, I read that you had found a really great accountant that was good at small business. Um, and I want to talk about your experience in finding someone who could help you in those early days, set up the business properly, get the right numbers, all that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. I guess we've, we were lucky when we were looking for an accountant, we were really sure um, that we needed to find someone that knows the online space and knows how how e-com businesses spend money and make money because <laughs> it's a completely different ball game. Like I guess your old school accountants wouldn't really understand, um, you know, how dynamic it can be. You know, you, you spend, I don't know, two or $3,000 on Facebook ads that week and then you get the money two days later from your Shopify store. So it just, it, the pace in which it moves can be really fast. So it's been really integral finding um, a financial advisor that has that experience. So yeah, yeah, he's worked with a few e-commerce brands and he's been really great to our success and, and helping us understand things too. Like even in the first year, I remember like doing our first financial year accounting and I was like, well, I don't I have any money. <laughs> I feel like things are going so well. And he was like, Haley, you know, all the money you're putting in, you're buying stock. So although you don't have anything to show for it, you've actually got this stock here. And, and like, I promise one day it will, it will kind of level out and it, it just kind of turns into this beast with the product-based business you know at the start when we were looking at um capital it was like okay let's spend this twenty thousand dollars on product for example we could make forty thousand dollars off that product but the reality is you probably only sell half of it so you're back at twenty thousand again but you need about you need you know, $40,000 to buy more. So it's like, where do you get this money from? And, and when do you hit that ceiling? So just helping us understand the bigger picture and, and that it's not an overnight success. And, and you do need to keep putting more money into it. Like startup capital is such a lie because it's like, it's ongoing capital and it's like growth capital that you need. It's not this pool of money that you start with and then um, you won't need to borrow more to scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And did you have to get 
you know, loans or angel investment or anything to keep that growth capital pool going? Yeah, definitely. We um, managed it on a really good combination of different credit cards for a while. Um, (laughs) There was one stage where I sold my car um, to fund some stock um, and was driving around in my mum's car for a few months. Um, But we were really adamant that we didn't want to take investment. Um, And I'm really glad that we didn't because I just love that freedom of being able to make our own decisions. And, you know, I guess people taking capital, it comes with that mentoring and, and there are definitely benefits to it. But um, with us, yeah, I just love that we're so dynamic. And and now that we just kind of do have a bit more money behind us, it's up to us how we want to spend it. And, you know, if we want to grow internationally or invest more in, um, you know, different stores, like we can pull those levers now. So, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. That's amazing. And I want to quickly just backtrack for one second. What advice do you have for someone looking for an accountant, a good accountant? Like how should people be finding an accountant in the early days? Um, definitely word of mouth. I would reach out to, I guess, anyone who's in a similar business or in a similar growth um, stage of business. Um, and, and then, yeah, ask them who they use or, and then even like, interviewing them, you know, talking to them about e-commerce and, you know, how they'd reconcile, um, you know, digital marketing spends and things like that. And, um, yeah, having a really good understanding that they get what your end goal is too. Um, I guess a lot of people start a business because they want to take money out. A lot of people want to start um, a business because they want to kind of work in the business and watch it grow. So yeah, it's all about kind of knowing what your goal is and making sure that that's aligned. Yeah, really cool, really interesting. I want to switch topics to talk a bit more about your marketing now. I know that you guys have done super well. You're on track to doing nearly four and a half million this year, which is, you know, three years in. That's absolutely incredible. Congratulations, by the way. (laughs) What are the kind of things you're doing now to acquire customers at scale? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one because, you know, people talk about marketing as in like, okay, what little tactics are you doing? Like, how are you optimizing your ads? You know, how are you using email marketing? And all of those things are really great leaders to pull. But I kind of came to me one day when we were trying to optimize copy on our ads. And I was like, do you know what? What if we had just a better product to sell rather than talking about it in a different light? So for us, it's been really important to improve the product as much as we could. And that in itself is really why our marketing is so successful. So, you know, our cook covers have a zipper on it, which people love. Like we've got a really thick elastic on our fitted sheet, which people just are obsessed over. Like our pillowcases have an extra deep flap and all of those little things make the customer experience more valuable, which means they talk about it with their friends. And um, and I think that word of mouth piece has just been so important for us. And our repeat customer rate is around about, I think, 25%. So, you know, people are loving us and people are coming back. And and that's been really successful in our marketing, just having a really good product to sell. Mm. You guys have like a million five-star reviews. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. 
And it's so cool. I was like 300 pages of five-star <laughs> reviews. All right. <laughs> I know. And like, it's so funny just to see people so passionate about sheets because it's just, it's so heartwarming. Like those little things in your life that you can just make so much better, just make such a huge difference. So yeah, for us, it's, it's been about improving the product. And then the marketing comes from that too. Um, like if we look at our products, we kind of run our margins a little bit differently because we're fully online. So instead of, I guess, factoring a marketing cost um, below the line, so after we calculate our margin, we put it at the top. So our first margin is how much we paid for the goods and how much it costs us to sell the goods. And that's our margin. <laughs> so we always factor in that cost of selling the product into our first margin. So if we can get a word of mouth sale and we haven't had to pay to get them in, that's just so much more valuable for our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely key to be making sure that I, I think it actually gets lost sometimes that people aren't focused on the building the best possible product that people want to shout about. A lot of people on the podcast actually very much talk about the word of mouth, like success that they've had and because they've built such amazing products. But um yeah, I think sometimes people or companies can forget that key part of it. Yeah. And I mean, crazy. there's so much to think about too when you go to meetups and talk to other people and, you know, some people will say like email marketing, like you need to focus on this and you need to get this open rate and that's so important. And then your digital people will say like, oh, CPC, that's all that matters. And you can just get bogged down in all of these different metrics. And as a, as a founder, you're kind of like, okay, well, where do I go? But I think, you know, as a founder, you've got to stay true to yourself and your product. And and that's the thing that really should get you over the line. Mm -hmm. For sure. What are some of the challenges that you face uh, as a founder at this stage of your business? I guess like from the last few years to now, I've been able to make things happen just by doing more. And I guess being so agile, you know, if I was shooting something and we wanted the shoot to be really successful, I could roll up my sleeves and I could get it done. And and I guess that's what having a startup's all about. But at the moment, like the biggest challenge I've got is kind of growing out a team. And in, instead of doing, it's switched to leading and making sure that I'm, you know, giving the right messages to my staff and empowering them to make the right decisions and um, making sure that they can support us on, you know, our journey of growing the business. So I I never kind of set out to be a leader, which is so crazy to think about. You know, I started the business just because I loved working and I wanted to do what I loved. Um, But yeah, it gets to a stage where you're like, okay, I can't just roll up my sleeves anymore. I've got to make sure that everyone else knows what they're doing and I've got to have a clear enough vision to project that. So yeah, I'm finding that really hard, but I'm excited to focus on it and make it better. And, you know, I'm, I'm really humble about that too, you know, especially when talking to my team, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm not sure what the right thing to do is, but like, what do you guys think? How can I support you? Have you got everything you need? So yeah, I'm, I'm really challenged, but I'm also really excited about learning more in that space. Mm -hmm. For sure. Sounds like you'll be a great leader. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask you what your advice is for any women who are looking to start a business or who have a big idea. Yeah, I think knowing the market, and that's quite a broad thing to say, but 
part of the reason why I guess our brand has been so successful is that we've got less barriers to purchase. Like everyone in Australia has a bed. So essentially everyone in the world or in Australia at the moment is our customer. So, you know, with other people starting businesses, I think it's really important to know what your pool of potential customers is and what those barriers would be. So, for example, in fashion, you know, you've got to design something and it's got to be the right style. It's got to be the right fit. It's got to be the right size. (laughs) You know, you've got all these different barriers, whereas with our product, you know, it always fits. There's no queen bed that's not a queen bed. (laughs) It never really doesn't look good on you. It's not really the style. So I think by kind of like breaking down those barriers, you know, that's why our business has been so successful. So I think if you're able to think about that really conceptually and understand, you know, what barriers you can jump over before even launching, I think that's really valuable. For sure. Absolutely. Oh, amazing. We're up to the six quick questions. Cool. <laughs> Question number one is what's your why? This is such a hard one. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the worst at articulating. So I, if I can probably tell you a sentence and it, it's that feeling that you get after having a long day and you get into your bed and you're like, ah, oh, like there is nowhere else I want to be right now. And you're just so incredibly happy. You know, you might have freshly washed sheets on and it's just like if your doona's giving you a bit of a cuddle and you're like, Yes, I'm happy. <laughs> and it's just that feeling that's why we do it. And, you know, just that little little pleasure you get at the end of the day. And then also on the other end, like when you wake up and you've had a good night's sleep and you wake up and you're like, yeah, I've got this, I've got today. Um, so it's a very long answer. but <laughs> No, I love it. And I so agree. Yeah. Bedding is so important. Comfy bedding is like mandatory you can't have crappy bedding no it's the worst different I totally get it giving that feeling to people all around the country is amazing (laughs) question number two is what was the number one marketing moment that made your business pop I think for me, it was about understanding digital marketing. Um, You know, I don't have a marketing background at all. So, you know, entering into an e-commerce business, I was kind of like, wow, like what is, what's a cost per conversion? Like what does ROAS mean? Like I I can't go a minute further without knowing this. So I, I think educating myself in that area has just been a game changer and essentially earlier on running my own ads and, and understanding what levers I can pull and, and if results were actually good results has just made such a difference. And even now, I mean, we've got an agency that manage our digital marketing, but knowing you know, when I have discussions with them, you know, they can't pull the wool over my eyes. And I think a lot of people, you know, are involved in digital marketing and can just get swamped over by all this information. And there's so many metrics that you can look at, um, you know, time on site and, you know, conversion rate and, and, and where you should switch your focus. But yeah, just really understanding that has been so important. Yeah, it's a great skill to have, even if it's not going to be you actually executing. It's really important to understand and to understand the possibilities um, and as well to kind of figure out that, you know, the loop of you put money in, you get money back, you reinvest it. It's like going around in that amazing 
amazing totally. cycle. Yeah. And like the why too, like, why is it working and how can I make this better? Yes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people say, you know, you know, go to meetups and talk to as many people as you can. And, and I tried that for a while, but I kind of just felt like all these conversations I was having were so surface level. So I've got a really good group of of friends that have e-commerce businesses that aren't competing with mine. So we can have really meaningful conversations about what's working in their business, what's not working in their business and, you know, what their wins were. And I can also just be so open and share mine too. And I feel like that's where I've got the most valuable insights. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I, I learn from all the people I speak to too. <laughs> that's where I'm hanging out to get smarter. <laughs> Question number four is how do you win the day? And that's around your AM and your PM rituals that keep you feeling happy, fulfilled, successful, productive. Yeah, I think I would have answered this question completely different last year. I just had um, a young boy. So I had um, my first son in May last year. So before that, I was kind of so focused in the business. And if you'd asked me, you know, how I win the day, I'd be like, all of my things have been ticked off. And I've like had all these meetings and I've just been so successful and really productive and all of these wins. And I was just so high on achievements. (laughs) And then having a child and going on maternity leave, it's just a complete game changer and you'd get to the end of the day and I'd be like, oh, I haven't achieved a single thing today. You know, I haven't done the washing I haven't done anything and and it's a different type of day and I just realized like I I couldn't work off that achievement happiness ratio anymore and it just meant that you know winning the day was ending the day happy and that's all that mattered it didn't matter how many things you ticked off your to-do list or you know how successful you were or um, it was just that you had had a good day and you were able to appreciate what had happened and just taking it for what it is and so winning the day is just about being happy no matter what has happened Mm. (laughs) that's nice that's a nice way to look at it question number five is if you only had one thousand dollars left in your business bank account where would you spend it Definitely on Facebook ads. <laughs> and I'd be confident in the return ratio. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And final question is how do you deal with failure? And that can be around like a personal experience that you want to share, or it can just be your general mindset and approach towards it. Yeah, I think in the first year, I mean you're just working so hard at growing a business and like things don't really get traction for, I think it was like six to nine months. We were seeing like, you know, regular sales coming through and and it was, it's so hard because it's, that's the stage that you've worked the hardest. And I feel like you just every day, it's like, okay, you know, I tried really hard today. And I just used to have this motto, like, cause the hours were just never enough. And I, it just used to get to the end of the day, you know, I'd be like, cool, I'll just try again tomorrow. <laughs> and so I'd come home and my husband would be like, how was your day? And I was like, it was fine. I'm going to try again tomorrow. <laughs> and just having that attitude to be like, cool, you know, t- today is done, but like tomorrow is a fresh outlook and, and I'll just keep trying. So it really set me up in a really good mindset to not discount anything as a loss, but just like setting up the, you know, a free, fresh clean slate the next day. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Love it. One step at a time. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've loved talking to you and learning about your business today. Thank you. It's been really great. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 